Hey, it's Corncast, everybody. Oh, my God. Now you have a friend. Oh, it's so nice. I'm Ray Highclack. This is the Corncast, uh, the only podcast that I made out of boredom. Uh, didn't have a real plan into this, but at the same time, I still have fun doing it. Um, there's some stuff we have in the pike uh, and some big stuff coming down the line for my other podcast and this one, Side Angle Wrestling and the Corncast. Uh, we've got some plans that we're going to be doing now um, that will be including a Patreon, hopefully. So if you want to uh, follow me on social media, it's at Ray Highclack, H-Y-C-L-A-K. It should be at the bottom of the screen right there. Hopefully my editing skills are good enough. And then I'm going to introduce my guest. This gentleman is, I've only known you for a short time in doing stand-up, um, but I love hanging out with you. I love seeing the stuff you're doing. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Mr. Joey Gentile, everybody. Hello, people. <laughs> Is anybody watching? How are you? Nobody. It's like, hello. It's like the Pink Floyd song. Is there anybody out there? <laughs> you look fabulous, sir. Your long hair just flowing in the breeze. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It, it's it's funny. Yeah, I have um I've given up all straightening of my hair, so I've just been keeping it natural. Yeah. But it's like so it's in the back plenty right now, but like if it was <laughs> down completely, it would just be like a Diana Ross poof. It's quite fabulous. I, I was gonna say, like, you look like two things. One, a dude that sells every drug imaginable. Yeah. <laughs> Or you look yeah. like you're about to cosplay as like a professional wrestler from the seventies that's like really wild and crazy and huge and just like I'm gonna fuck you up and Do you know what I, it's funny, I've been I think I've only been asked twice if I ever sold drugs because my hair. <laughs> um and that was only because at the time I used to have a dashiki, so I would that's wear it all the time. But I also like went through like a huge hippie phase when I was 20 because I just moved back from California. I was living in LA and I came back with like this tie-dye California attitude, bro. Like everything was just so chill, man. And uh, I, I had it for like six months until like Ohio snapped back into me. Oh God. So that <laughs> would have been around that time. Uh, I, I had a little bit when I was doing, uh, when I was out in Colorado for a little hot second, I had like a hippie phase yeah. where it was all like, Hey man. And then all of a sudden I went to Boulder and I went, Oh, I don't want to be anywhere a part of this right now. <laughs> like, I'll stick I've never to been to Colorado rock. yet. It's a beauty. Have you never been? It's a, no. It's gorgeous, dude. Like you go to some of the areas in Colorado. Um, my ex-girlfriend lives in uh, the mountain area, the mountain ranges, if you will. Um, those areas are fucking sick. Those yeah. they're crazy, especially when you look up and all of a sudden you see a bunch of um, uh, elk just like tro yeah. uh, trotting up. Yeah. Oh, dude. Plus, I'm going to say this. How can you not, besides the obvious reasons, it's one of the best places to wake up in I've ever seen in my life. Like, I mean, I, I could imagine it, you know, fresh air, all the mountains, the wildlife. But that's like, you, if you're into that type of thing, like, yeah. I hate the outdoors. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't like, 
I don't like the outdoors. I don't like the sun. I don't like summertime. Um, like, do, do you, you've seen my cousin Vinny, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So remember that scene where Joe Pesci, he just can't go to sleep when they're in the country and it's yeah. not until he, like, hears gunshots and, like, the, the city sounds? That's me. I'm the same like, way. I am such a city person. Like, when it comes to the summer every year, I always tell my friends, like, don't invite me camping. I don't care if it's in a tent, if it's in a, a trailer, if it's in a fucking cabin. Like, I don't like the idea of having to pee outside. I don't like having to shit in a hole. My hair <laughs> will smell like smoke for a week. Like, I don't get why people like pretending they're homeless. It's not fun. <sighs> and then you're outside. Like, go fuck yourself. No. Uh, my See, no. I'm... I, <laughs> I'm somewhat of like an outdoorsman, not by much, but like I like fishing, um, camping somewhat as long as it's not in the mountains of Colorado or anywhere where like yeah. shit can jack me. You know what I'm saying? I, I definitely don't want like I was in this place called Bailey. Uh, Colorado mm -hmm. with my ex-girlfriend when I was living there and we were just like house sitting and doing whatever. And like seven in the morning rolls around and Bailey's a very like, um, what do you, remote part of Colorado. And yeah. dude, she woke me up by saying the words, Oh, you missed the bear this morning. That was on the porch. It fought. That's the exact face I made. <laughs> She's like, what the fuck? Where am I? And then they sent yeah. fucking the people that were watching or we watched the house for sent her a picture on Christmas Day of 2018 of a mountain lion running through their fucking yard full sprint. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. I, I, I tried to come up with a joke with it where I was like, I want to be a mountain man, but I know I'm only like mountain half a man. Like there's like I cut off at certain things, dude. See the, fu the funny thing that always shocks people too even though I, I proclaim because I hate all that shit and I do, if we're ever lost in the wilderness or you need a place to, like someone to help you survive, like I'm your dude. Like I, like I, I grew up with a hunter for a father. So I know how to find food and fish and I, he, he forced me into boy scouts. So I know all that shit, including, you know, how to jerk off your counselor. So it's mm. like, it's, it's all good. No, but like legit, like it, it shocks people. Like, oh, you know how to start a fire with literally two sticks in the sun? I'm like, yeah, here yeah. you go. Here's a fucking steak dinner, bitch. You're welcome. <laughs> I love that, man. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't know that about you, that your dad was a hunter. How, like, was that just even before you were born, he was doing so that my stuff? Act, so my, let, me, let me back up a little bit. Oh, so yeah, my, no. my, my parents, my mom was in the Navy. My bio dad was a Marine. Mm. I am the result of a one-night stand birth control baby. So uh, there was not probably, a major malfunction that night. It, there was a major <laughs> malfunction. So I, so my mom remarried when I was her second husband when I was ten, and he was the hunter. Okay. And so, and he, and they were also both Cleveland cops. So I, yeah, I was like forced. No, I hated it. I fucking hated it. But like I said, if, if we're ever stranded. Like you want me on your team of survival because I can get you through it. <laughs> so, fuck, fuck yeah, yeah, man. That's that's the whole point. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and that's a cool thing. I didn't know that your parents were cops and everything. What was that like growing up in like that kind of shit? Where like did kids know and like kind of make fun of you or what was? 
I would think it's no, hard. No, I mean, so I grew up in the West Park area of Cleveland, and that neighborhood, for anyone who doesn't know, is very Irish, Italian, Catholic. Yep. Um, police and firemen. So it's it's very you know every kid had a service member family like person parent I guess is what I was looking for there to make that short. Um, so no, it was never an issue. But like growing up with that, like I I was totally rebellious as fuck. Like I I was the quintessential rebellious kid. I actually moved out at sixteen. That's how rebellious I was. Nice. So like. I like I've been on my own since I was 16 and I'm 28 now so I you know I know a thing or two about having to like mature early and be an adult real quick um but yeah it was it was it was it was crazy mm. I can only imagine dude like because I grew yeah. up my my dad my dad and my mom both had like weird jobs growing up so like I always had these like strange viewpoints like my dad drove a Zamboni in like Parma Heights and fucking um oh yeah, what what's the place where they put the Amazon thing where the mall used to be? Um, uh, it's um, fuck. Why can't You're I remember? About like a rink? Yeah, it, it's now the Word Church over in. Uh, um, it starts with a W. Gosh, why can't I think of the name of it? Anyway, that used to be where the Cleveland Lumberjacks practiced. That was their practice oh, really? facility where the Word Church is uh, now. The big one with the sports facility. My dad used to work there, so I used to like see that. My mom worked for the Cleveland Lumberjacks when I was a kid. Lumberjacks. <laughs> oh my god, I cried this year. It's when going they... old school, man. That's like that's like the Cleveland Crunch. Oh, and I knew key. I knew a lot of those guys too because they practiced at that same place. Yeah. Um, and like I'd always see that one guy, Kia. I uh, can't remember. He was one of the players, and he was a coach at one time. Otto Orff, I was always around. That's a name a lot of people in Cleveland will fucking pop when they hear that one. They'll go, fuck, I remember Otto Orff. <laughs> one of the best goalies I'd ever seen in soccer, for sure. <laughs> You're lucky you even have me remembering something like the Cleveland Crunch or the Lumberjacks. I don't well, like know who these people are because I, I like you. <laughs> I hate sports. I fucking hate sports. See, I was always the athlete, but I never really gave a fuck about players unless they were like players I really, really dug. Like I was a Mario Lemieux yeah. guy for hockey, Steve Eiserman, those kind of guys in the nineties. But like I could give a fuck about like I just want my team to win. Like that's all I give a fuck about. No, I get it. Like some people it's her thing. You know, I remember bartending a couple years ago, and this is how bad I am with sports. <sighs> like I truly just zone the fuck out. Um, I had these guys talking in my bar and I just uh, like gave them some like old fashions or something. And they're, they're just like, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, who's your favorite Indian? And like my instant response, like my gut reaction was just like Sacagawea. Like, <laughs> I, I, I had, and they just looked at me and then it like, took me a second to realize they were talking about the baseball team. I'm like, yeah, I'm not the right person for you. Yeah. That, I'm a, I, my, the sports I watch are like hockey mixed. Mar I watch a lot of like combat sports. So basically just fighting and, just any form really mm -hmm. but my the second yeah. one is baseball i could and i'm a Pir pittsburgh pirates fan i couldn't tell you anybody from now uh, from, at least from 2014 till now i have barely anybody that's on the team that i know so it's yeah. like i was never a, i was never that i played i loved playing sports but it just was one of those things where i was like i'll pick a team and hopefully <laughs> fucking favorites well, it was a weird thing, though, because, like, despite my, like, hatred of sports, like, I played sports all throughout high school and late grade school. Like, I mean, everything. Mm. Football, basketball, 
I ran track. I did field. Nice. I was a cheerleader for a year. Um, I mean, I did everything. And then I actually, this is kind of cool because I can always say, because I had a knee injury at 17. Mm-hmm. Like I, I actually, I broke, that's how I got like fat, like fat, fat. I broke my kneecap and tore my patella. And it was cool because I couldn't, I couldn't be like, oh, I did it playing Wii golf or something, you know? Yeah. I was wakeboarding in Lake Washington. So I was doing like extreme sports up there. That's fucking tits. One dude. day. And then I like, I landed. And when I landed on the water, my kneecap just went. <clears throat> and I was like, so that was insane. But that ended up, that ended any type of sport oh. of life for me. Oh. Yeah. Now, I, I've had a few really bad knee injuries. I ran track as well. What'd you run, by the way? The 400. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, I, that was this one I tried to avoid. I was a sprinter, hundred, two hundred, the relays. Did I was not? I was the kid who tried. I was never the yeah. kid who did anything of note. Yeah. Um, but like my knee, I actually had fluid build up one year. I think it was actually my yeah. senior year, where it's just like I went, I was limping, I was doing those stupid like goose step kicks that you do to like warm up and shit. And I just couldn't get my left knee to bend at all. And then it, the here's the funny part about like Menor High School and their awesome athletic medical facility. Like, I was just like, ah, oh, you got fluid on your knee. All right. <laughs> it went away, but I was fine. But it was still like, dude, this is the most painful. <laughs> yeah, people don't realize that shit fucking hurts. Like, it hurts it- so bad. And that, that injury for me happened the summer before my senior year. Oh, so- God. I had surgery in August of that year. Then three days later, I had a temperature of 104 and I was admitted in the hospital. And turns out from the surgery, I had a, like a 14 inch blood clot in my leg that almost took me out. Sweet. So I, then I, yeah. So then I ended up having complications from the surgery. I was hospitalized for almost like two weeks. And then once I got out, that's when I, so I'm already two weeks behind or two or three weeks behind by the time I'm able to start physical therapy. And then people don't realize too, when, when you have knee surgery and they cut into your knee, all that muscle. So at that point I had 17 years built of muscle from walking Yep, is gone. So you have to rebuild 17 plus years of muscle plus and however long it takes to heal. So I, at 17 years old, almost 18, had to learn how to walk again. I couldn't work out for like two three years but then i wasn't able to actually get cleared to work out for five years so Fuck. it was insane i mean even to this day like i have to be very very careful but you know that is for me like you know you can't work out you get depressed you get mm-hmm. bigger you're i was on steroids for two years like i mean it just fucked with me mm. like my body will it has never been the same since but it's intense like people don't realize how serious knee injuries are oh yeah i snowboarded too i, I haven't been snowboarding since i was 17 that's what like the one thing i missed most ah. of everything oh that's and ironically talking about like colorado and the mountains those kind of places you would fucking eat the shit you would eat the shit out of with a fucking board yeah. And that's, I mean, that sucks, man. Well, that's... it was, yeah, it was, Ugh. it was crazy. Cause I was actually, when I was thinking of college at that time and I was going to go to university of Alaska Fairbanks and oh, a big yeah. thing of that was for the snowboarding. And I probably ended up would have like dropping out just cause I would have spent all my time on the slopes, but it was, yeah, I did have a sporty side once. Uh, we were not. 
Hey, man, I, I was the same way. I, I literally haven't, what was it, 2000 and early 2018 is when I started doing, like, jujitsu. Yeah. That was, like, when I started doing it. And I'm, I've been lapsed on that. But, like, even then, it was like, fuck this shit. I could possibly get injured. But at the same time, it's like, I got to do fucking something. Why not lay on my back and... You know, have have a dude try and choke me out. It's cheaper than a dominatrix if you think about it. it it's definitely it easier. But it like, it's the one thing that's hard after an injury, especially because you start like really questioning yourself, all that. Because I had depression after I started or stopped playing any sport in general, which was two thousand and nine, right after my dad died. I had no interest yeah. in any sort of athletics for a while. And yeah, it's it's still kind of that way where I'm like, I want to do dick, you know, man. Speaking of not doing dick, I wanted to talk about the current subject. Uh, how you handling the quarantine, my friend? Because we just talked about how you like to travel and do shit. Yeah, <sighs> it was, you know, it, it's it's insane. I, I realize a couple of things. Mm -hmm. I realize I am lucky in my situation. Um because I have a roof over my head, I have money saved, I have a bunch of shit that like I could take for granted, but I really have to like sit and realize that, you know, I'm I'm extremely fortunate. Um so that's been okay. Like I believe it or not, like I am the most introverted extrovert. Ever. I'm the same way, my friend. Trust me. Like, like the thing about it is that like people who get to know me and really like spend time with me realize like I am not anything like like I, I do how do how do I how do I put this the best way? If you're friends with me on Facebook and you only know me through Facebook, you're gonna know me as the most like loud, obnoxious, <laughs> over the top person. And I do it because it's a character and that's what gets me paid pay at the end of the day when I do shows and that's what like you know that that's what gets me that's what gets me remembered yeah but I am such a like chill person that when people actually get to know me they're like who the fuck are you so like I'm okay with being alone I don't mind it I'm actually to the point like we're you know we're almost to May 1st and this has nothing to do with me liking like like being alone or liking to be alone but like i'm like we don't need to reopen this shit yet like this the shit doesn't just go away in six weeks italy's still on lockdown and you know we're we're now the country that has the most most infection and death rate and like why people just want to rush back to capitalism instead of i don't know getting yourself fucking better is beyond me but outside of the lack of dick i'm getting right now that is my biggest gripe about this thing. And other than that, I'm good. <laughs> well, that's the, you, you brought up being like an introvert or, or like being able to like say, hey, I'm not, you know, being, or I'm okay with being alone. That's the one thing about like this whole quarantine that's really taught me a lesson as well. Cause I was a kid who spent, even though I was, you know, I went to social things for like hockey events. That was like once a fucking yeah. year. I rarely went the fuck out. So this is kind of more or less like, okay, I need to like bring it in a bit and just yeah. relax. Plus I was living at the time as well with two other people, my mom and my little brother. As soon as 
this whole thing went down on St. Pat before St. Patrick's Day, I went. I'm gonna go in with a friend of mine and be here for a while. That that episode, by the way, is up currently on Anchor FM. Go check that out. My first episode. It was actually uh, my friend Shauna, who I live with. Uh, great episode because it was literally it was hours after her office had gotten shut down for COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um, because somebody, I guess, a family or a family member of an employee tested positive. So they completely like shut everything down for two weeks. It, I think it was about two weeks and they're still up in the air with that as well as to give you guys an update on that last episode. Um, but Jesus yeah, Christ. yeah, dude, it was scary. And it was on St. Patrick's day of all days, the perfect day to get drunk when you're like, your office just gets closed down from massive disease. <laughs> How fucking crazy is that? It's insane, man. But yeah, this is the one thing you brought it up that, that made a really good point. Like being, being inside, not going out, you kind of realize like, I it shouldn't be. We shouldn't reopen this fast. Like it shouldn't be like the six week. No, because I mean, even right now, we're almost to globally almost to three million people. I'm looking it up right now on the Facebook um, page on coronavirus. We're all, it's almost three million people worldwide have this. That's insane. And it, it's just yeah. It doesn't just go away. No. And people thinking it is. I mean, I've been kind of lackadaisical, not wearing a mask and gloves and stuff, but I'm grabbing some disinfectant wipes. You better believe your ass. I'm doing that. Yeah. Yeah. We've got, we've got a supply here. I just, I can't find one of the bottles, but it's, we have one. It's there. We have met, we have, I think it's like a four pack we have somewhere, but it's, you know, we don't really go out unless we have to, we're ordering food, we're cooking in. And the the people that are doing these fucking protests are just, I'm for you know free what? speech, dude, but this is not how you do free, do a video, like do a video, don't leave, we have camera phones, you can fucking say shit, don't spread it out there. I have I have way less sympathy for these people, like I'm just let them eat cake, like let them fucking die, ah. I don't give a shit, I don't give a shit, I like here's the thing, it's such it's such a pathetic thing when you politicize something like I had family in Italy who got sick. Oh, God. Like, so, and so they were telling me in January, like, and they were, it was right. Like we as Americans didn't take this shit seriously. Like it, we, it, the government just shut down what officially last month at the beginning of March. Yeah. It was like, the beginning. It, 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 yeah, was, it was beginning of March. It was when uh, yeah. this whole thing really kicked off. Yeah, and it just politicized left. Like honestly, like I have no pity at all. Let these people fucking die. Let them die. I don't care. I if that makes I, me a bad person. Let let it be a bad person. But bye. Yeah, I. You know what? I do agree on that a little bit. My only thing is, is like these dumbasses are then going to put you know health workers in fucking danger more than they. Are. I don't care about their friends, their family that want to be in these protests with them do whatever you want to do and like you just said if they get sick they're fucked who cares but at the same time i'm more thinking about like over these are going to be the reason we have an overflow in our fucking hospitals is these no exactly want that and it's it's and that and that's where the catch 22 is at yeah for sure because like first of all our fucking medical like staff workers thank you 
But like, I, when this is over, all of them deserve sixty days paid fucking vacation, Fuck and a yeah. six figure raise. Yes, like a hundred percent. I don't know. I'm just like, for the people want to wanting to protest and get like, I don't know. I just don't understand why people are just running, wanting to run back to capitalism and uh, like, why why do you need why do you need so bad to go back to your nine to five? when there are literally people dying because of that nine to five. Well, if you think about it, this is, and I can give you a reason why, and we kind of brought it up with the staying at home. These are the people who, when they were kids, did everything social. Like they didn't miss a club. They didn't miss anything. And they weren't home a lot as kids. They weren't latchkey kids. They were socialites. They did all this stuff. These are the idiots who like go to, who went to church a lot as well. Um, and just, you know, are not used to just being cooped up or not going anywhere for weeks on end, or if they do go out or if they, if, you know, they are used to that, they're going out almost every night anyway, they're staying in during the day to begin with and then going out. That's why they're getting crazy. And that's the, that's what makes me laugh about this whole thing, man, because it's like, you're, you're, you are those people, but yet you don't really think about the other side you know you don't right. think about it's about it's humans are selfish people and that's the sad part is no matter how many times yeah. you get those people to be like oh it's not about me oh it's in the back of their mind it's about them oh it's about them. no for sure i mean i think we all have a selfish side but we learn how to deal with it you know like my selfish side for example was like today was the day I was supposed to be coming back. I had a week worth of shows booked at the clubs in New York City. Yeah. So like I, I was supposed to be in New York this past week doing shows. Like I'm sad about it, but because they were like, first of all, it's a it's a it's a loss of income. Yep. Second, it is all my networking and all my shows and everything that I was supposed to. Like that's just sad. Like I'm bummed about that. Like they're they're rescheduled for June, but even then for New York, like I don't think that's still gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but and then it's like in two weeks I'm supposed to be in LA for meetings and like I can't do that. Yeah. And that's... it's just like for for me on like a business level, that's why I'm sad. But guess what? I got the fuck over it. Yeah. And I know that when this ends. I can still go do these things. Oh yeah. And and I think that's one thing everybody needs to really like understand is it does, it's going to take a little bit of time, but it's, it'll be down the line. We'll be fine. And we'll go back to all of our shit and do what we do best, which is just have fun and have some great times. And I'm going to do real quick, a uh, couple questions for you. To end okay. the, to end our segment in the show, um, obviously, uh, the question is: um, What movies have you been watching during uh, the quarantine? Any good ones? Have you been seeing anything? Top three movies you've seen in the quarantine? Okay, so top three movies I've seen in the quarantine as of late. Number one is Double Indemnity. It is an amazing film noir by. Billy Wilder in the 1940s starring Barbara Stanwyck. It's fantastic. It's, an, it's a classic black and white, just old school, again, film noir style film. So that is number one. Um, outside of that, I kind of revisit a lot of films because I run Academy Queens podcast, so I have to watch a lot of films for that. Um, so I just did a rewatch of Spotlight 
um, which won best picture a couple years ago, which like I have a lot more um, appreciation for now that I'm older seeing it again. Um, so of course that's great. And then I really, really liked the hunt. I haven't um, seen it, but I've heard good things. It was so good. And people want to use like, it's like a, it's, it, it is a red versus blue style film, but it, it, it's a comedic horror action film to where you can't take either of them seriously. So these people are like, oh, fuck blue, fuck red. It's like, no, fuck you both. <sighs> and it's amazing. And Hillary Swank is fucking phenomenal. So those, I think, those three, I think, would be the three that I've enjoyed the most during, during quarantine. Um, here's, here's the second question. Um, have you seen Tiger King and did Carol Baskin do it? Yeah, I saw Tiger King. It was so funny. So I actually, I just did a, a comedy show from New York two nights ago and I had some new material regarding Tiger King and I was so worried about it. And then I didn't have to worry about it because it, it, it was such a hit of a joke that, cause everyone has seen it and like yeah. literally I just can't believe that out of everything that has divided us, Joe Exotic brought us together as a people. It's insane. Carol Baskin 100% killed her fucking husband. And it was so funny because I, I remember just watching it. Like, I, it was right when the buzz started. Like, I, I didn't really know what it was about. I didn't watch a trailer. And I started watching it. I'm like, oh, this is some straight people shit. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. No. No. <laughs> these, this is some gay dude shit. Like, well, gay meth, gay meth, gay regular meth. gay. gay you ain't gonna catch that guy on Grinder that often. It's more meth, oh. like mether, than it is but anything. Like, I, get, I get representation, you know. You know, the meth twinks in West Virginia are just so excited for this now. So it's like, it's like we got know, our whatever. hero. Oh, dude. But yes, Tiger King is amazing. It's hilarious. You're doing yourself a disservice if you don't watch it. And Carol Baskin 100% killed her husband. Fuck. She's an American hero to me. That's <laughs> that's my American dream. Seriously. Oh, you! I love I love that you. You're just gonna be Joey Gentile. He did it. <laughs> and then, and then the last question is: What's the first thing you're gonna do when you get out of the when you get out of the quarantine? Anal. Anal. Nice. I didn't know you. No. You struck me as more of a top. You're 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 a bottom, sir. Oh, you know, tops do anal as well. Well, I'm aware right? of the verse nature and all that stuff. Okay, but no. It, so on, 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 to answer that question, I am verse. Uh, but no, to, to be serious, because I actually have hooked up twice during this. Like, I was like, I don't, yeah. Oh, boy. Um, We're going to get no, 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 comments. <laughs> that, let, no, listen, if any of you guys want to fucking comment on this shit, it's with, uh, like, I socially distance fucked. So it's a thing. Um, no. Uh, Honestly, I'm going, I'm go, I, I have a home in California. I know that sounds really weird and that's a whole other story, but I, I, I have a house in Folsom, California, and I think I'm going to go out to Cali for a couple of days Nice. and then just go down to LA for my meeting and then just enjoy the West coast. Cause I miss California's home to me and yeah. I miss the coast. So I think I'm going to do that. Good shit, my friend. Good shit. Yeah. Thank you for being on real quick. Give Thank them- you for having me. Oh, absolutely no problem. Give him your social medias, your podcasts, all that stuff, so he can get you pimped and go from yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. So you can find me on, on. I use Facebook and Instagram uh, the most for my personal stuff and my comedy. Uh, Joey Gentile on Facebook, Joey Gentile nineteen ninety two on Instagram. Um, I, as mentioned earlier, I have a podcast with an amazing co-host. His name is Brandon Stanwick. Um, we host uh, Academy Queens podcast. It's an LGBTQ through the Academy Awards per decade per category. 
um, where we, we started with the 70s in season one. We actually just ended today with season four, which would have been 2000 to 2009, where we talk about the nominees and then we talk about what we liked, what we didn't like. We rank them from who shouldn't have won who, to who should have won. But we also host Oscar-nominated and winning actresses on the podcast. So we've had Meg Tilly. We've had uh, Leslie Ann Warren from Clue and Victor Victoria. We had Penelope Milford from Coming Home. Um, and we have some really exciting ones coming up too. So check it out. It's on, it's on every, um, podcasting site where actually where iTunes named us one of the top film podcasts in the world. So we're sponsored by that now, which is really, really cool. Nice. Uh, but yeah, check that out. We're also on Patreon with bonus episodes and it's, uh, at Academy Queens. And then, uh, for Twitter, it's at Academy underscore Queens. So have Excellent. some fun if you like the movies. It's a very, it's a very specific niche, but it works. Excellent. Hey, check out Academy Queens. That sounds like a yeah. wonderful thing. And maybe we can talk about some Academy Award moments down the line as well, because I'd love to talk to yes. you about a few. Uh, and then Bring it on. Fuck yeah! Uh, and then, my, uh, obviously, I am Ray Highclack. This is my Quarantcast coming live from the compound I'm staying in. You can follow me at Ray Highclack and also... Uh, the side angle wrestling show where me and my buddy Dan Brown, who you can see at X Dan Brown on Instagram, um, ha we do uh, pro wrestling shows. This week we're recording WSX Wrestling Society X, if you know that. Uh, so keep on the look, and I will be putting these up weekly every Monday or Tuesday uh, on my personal YouTube page. Just check uh, Ray Highclack, and I will have links to everybody's social medias. That's going to be on the Corncast. Um, we're going to be doing five weeks this week, so this will be a good time. Yes, Joey will be the first one. Oh, It'll be shit. next week or this coming Monday. Uh, and then after that, I will be editing for the weeks ahead, so keep on the lookout for that. Turn notifications on and subscribe to my channel. Thank you guys very much for being a part of the Quarantcast. I'm Ray Highclack for Joey Gentilly. Have a good one, guys. Stay sane. Bye. Bye.